technical difficulties have delayed these next two episodes that we recorded for you over the Christmas break. So we have overcome those technical difficulties and I hope you enjoy. Merry Christmas to you all and a happy new year. Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Welcome. Hello. Hello. How are you, gentlemen? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Christmas spirit. Oh, it's that (laughs) Boxing Day test atmosphere. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you... I grew up watching cricket, so for me, that's like... It always has this strong, strong sense of, you know, childhood attached to it for me. Yeah. Nice warm um, days. Went, yeah, and mm. just and, and I, you know, grandparents would be here every second year. We'd be at the MCG. Yeah, nice. Entire okay. test, you know. Yeah, so right into it. One day matches, you name it. So, yeah. um, I've grown out of it a little bit these days, but it's still highly evocative of, of growing up. Yeah. yeah I think nice. the one day tests have uh, have been good for cricket. The two twenty. So, well, when you've got a bit more action happening, you know, when it goes for several days, it's, yeah, you've got to be a real cricket fan to be involved whereas if it's one day and you know it's really everyone's going for it it's much more exciting it's well, faster yeah the yeah. 2020 has invigorated it mm. i mean so one day cricket was more was more kerry packer stamping his, okay. his, his yeah uh, his personal brand on the on, on, on the international game um to be fair um whereas 2020 feels a bit more like everybody's on it and you know it's invigorated not only international cricket but local cricket so mm-hmm. you know you'll, you'll if you haven't looked at it you'll find your local cricket clubs now will do some version of 2020 with the kids and, and it's okay. attracting a lot more kids back to cricket so yeah, yeah it's evolved it's it's probably representative of the fast paced life that we all live with, you know, everyone on all the time constantly That's let's it. smash it out which is i don't know is it a good or a bad thing i'll put the question out there but it's a thing yeah it's a thing it's a thing nonetheless yeah, it's, it's certainly a thing yeah so very just, cool talking about that yesterday actually how uh, how everything's so busy. And I was talking to my parents and they're like, oh, we're always so busy. And I'm like, and you've retired. like, Yeah. And you're still just flat out all the time. Like, how does that work? And they didn't even do that much email. Like, Yeah. Um, and email's just, you know, this massive thing that, you know, just a big drama for everybody. And I had someone that I didn't get back to them with their email. Um, and after about oh, the second day, I got this really abusive one. And yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I read my emails and I'm like, well, a lot of emails from this person. They've been busy. <laughs> And then I, and I, you know, and I read this abusive one. I'm like, I've got to straighten this out because, you know, this is not a phone call. Yeah. You didn't phone me and I didn't respond. You emailed me. If you're in a hurry, you give me a call. Yeah. So, uh, so I straightened that out. I said, hey, look, I don't check my emails every day. I'm really sorry that you, you know, that you expected me to do that. But yeah. that's just not how I live my life. So. But that's all right. <laughs> that's, that's theirs. You know, it's, uh, it's not yours. But yeah, it's, it's, it's unfair sometimes that people can put that mm-hmm. uh, sense of urgency on you, but mm. whether but that's we... where the world's at. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like that was their expectation yeah. that I'd answer an email. Like this emails have only been around for you know less than I've been around. Yeah, and and yet there's an expectation in the world from people that you'll answer it as if it's a you know incoming phone call. Well, on my quest to be harder to contact, I've found a doozy. So uh, I challenge you out there to replicate this. So I went from Android to iPhone mm-hmm. temporarily <laughs> back to Android, and what happened was somehow in all of that. Anyone that's now in on an Apple phone, if they text me, effectively it goes to iMessage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. iCloud. 
Yeah. Which my new Android phone doesn't have. Yeah. So unless I'm on an Apple computer, <laughs> cut out half of all your communication. Yeah. Well, no, unless get... I'm on an Apple computer, right. then I get oh, to well, see it. You're gonna have to swap, mate. You're gonna have to get over to the. Uh, it just means I only check Windows my World. iMessages as much as I do my emails. That's another thing yeah. to manage, and you're right. I had similar phone issue from yeah. the Pixel Two to back to the old iPhone. Yeah. Um, I actually just looked at the phone and went, "Gee, it's turning itself on and off." Um, it was plugged in. I unplugged it, mm. and smoke started coming out of the <laughs> phone. And right, the uh, you know, the AC adapter or whatever it was. I thought, oh, "Cool, I better switch that off." Um, mm. There's nothing but a nightmare to get it changed over. But you know, I suppose for me, I look at it like, well, it's now pointing my brain in another direction to use something I haven't used mm-hmm. for a while or before. And, it, you know, so, yeah, it, and it's that's been my manage for the last three weeks. It's like, cool, challenge, bring it on. Let's sort this, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's go for it. So, and the phone is one of them. And I'm like, yeah, I can get frustrated at Google or I can just, just get on with it. Hey, I'm grateful. I've, I've actually got a secondhand phone. It's slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but same thing. People are messaging me. Um, sorry, who are you? <laughs> Longest customer ever, you know, WTF. It's like, sorry. <laughs> the family are ringing. I'm like, oh, hello, this is Luke. And they're like, um, you know, what's going on? And, uh, yeah. So, but I'm not even going to bother to update everything. It just is what it is. Do email, you know, minimal communication. Uh, and that gets me by. So, yeah. now, isn't that funny too? How there's a conditioning of you know you, sh- you just need you need to have that information and you need to know who it is yeah. and you and 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 it's and and not doing that is somehow offensive and it's just weird how we're being shaped and yeah. shaped, isn't it? Hmm. You expect to be well. Look, there's there's certain things that uh, you know you need a message from your kids, make sure they're right. You know the communications there. You're not missing each other, wasting people's time. But yeah, all in all, you, you respond to what you respond to. And if you're very reactive, um, like I try and teach my team uh, to not work out of email because mm-hmm. it's the first thing that will, you know, take away your clarity for the day and obviously mm-hmm. the ability to, yeah. to prioritize. And you do find it in bigger teams that if you're not careful about the structure and systems you have in place, say, hey, this is what this is the tools that we use. This is why we do it. And this is what I want you to do, right? Cool. So let's just, let's learn this. I'll work with you because a lot of people carry behaviors over from previous jobs and positions. Mm-hmm. And I have found that people work straight out of email. I'm guilty of it too. But mm-hmm. I try and batch. So I'll go, look, I'm going to clear this inbox. I'm just going to get through it. You know, the three Ds do delete or delegate. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and that's... the fourth one, delay. No, not really. <laughs> no, <laughs> occasionally, but delay always comes back. So you got the it snooze does. button, it's great. I'll deal with it next week. The next week comes, you go, we'll deal with it next week, week after. Mm-hmm. So whatever works. But Mate, it's always of, a challenge. You can get rid of the, one of the four Ds. You're, you're I, a I superstar. At a, well, I was at a point with email and I thought, well, <laughs> just... Maybe good. do later is just delete. For my brain, is just to select all of this and just archive it. So yeah, new fresh inbox. If it's really, really urgent, people will pick up the phone or they resend the email and I'll just attempt to stay on top of it. So that was a, <laughs> that was a model. <laughs> kind of worked. Uh, yeah, it got rid of the clutter. But yeah, you don't want to be working out of tip. email because you're very reactive mm. and then people get used to that. And we spoke mm. about that before, yeah, Ross. It's like, yeah, absolutely. cool. I'll answer mm. emails on Sunday night. I'll even take phone calls, you know, mm. uh, on Sundays and I've, shouldn't say beating it out of my clients but <laughs> i've really trained them to yep. you know respect that time and so yeah. should they they yeah you yeah. got a family right yeah mm-hmm. cool so you should be spending that time mm-hmm. with them i know their job's urgent unless it's really really urgent 
um, like handovers on bigger projects and stuff, I'm, I'm always available, but I really try and, if you can wait till Monday, or outside well, of those mm-hmm. hours. And you've just nailed it, because if we take that attitude, then these things that weren't urgent become urgent. Oh, everything's urgent. Mm. So what we, allow happen, urgent, what we allow to happen will inevitably happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always ask the question, well, what's going to happen if we don't do anything about this right now? Yeah. Yeah, pros and cons list, worst case scenario. You can do whatever you want. You can find out potentially what the outcome is. But as you said, Ross, it's not going to be the end of the world. And as my old mate said, did anyone die or is anyone going to die? If they don't get what they want or they don't answer that email, it's like, no, it's like, cool. So, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Next next problem. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Some real clarity there about not dying. So, there you go. Well, so the good news is last time we started to talk about how our next year, how we want to shape our next year and yeah. being mindful about that and perhaps yeah. are we going to keep going on that theme? Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, actually, uh, after that, I ran my webinar. So every year I like to run a best year yet webinar. Yep. Um, so, you know, hey, how are we going to plan for next year? Now, this has been a really great year. How do we close it off and get planned for the next year? So um, I did that on, on Thursday. Um, I ran that webinar then. If anyone who's listening to this would like to know more about it, then, uh, then get in touch and I can send you some details about it. So, you know, um, have you guys done your plan for 2019? You know, I know we spoke about it and we were doing some, we were doing some planning then. Yep. Have you guys completed your plan for 2019? Uh, I haven't. On the So I believe I might have touched on this or even gone into it in some depth last time so mm. for me I, I i now work at that level of vision mm. yeah and so i i know how i want my life to look mm-hmm. first and foremost and then everything else is actually second to how i want my life to look mm. that includes my kids my yeah. partner my my business associates my friends family whoever how i want my life to look comes first yeah and the reason why i'm now so strong and conscious about that is that I believe there's a real falseness in saying, I know I'm putting other people first, I'm putting everybody else first, I'm doing this for other, you know, it's just not how we operate. It's not how we operate. Mm. And just to pretend it is how we are operating is false. And I'm just going to be blunt about that. So, but even if someone does put someone else first, it doesn't really work. Because if you're not already taken care of, how are you able to look after someone else? Or even worse, when two people expect mm. that of each other and it just becomes mm. yeah. this really, really sort of sycophantic relationship. Mm. You know? so, so that's where I'm at now. Now, does that mean I'm selfish and I don't care about anyone else? No, mm-hmm. the opposite. What it means is that I'm taking care of me, which means I am on for more people more of the time. Mm. You know? So when we talk about the Sunday night, it's funny, I, I keep turning slowly on that, when will I take a call and when won't I? Now, as mm. a... As someone who's coaching and mentoring, and call it what you will, um, there's another guy I know, and and I was, I, and I was talking to him once, saying he's, he's given up drinking and given up. He used to party pretty hard. Yeah. He just wants to be available twenty four seven, and wants to be on twenty four seven. So, you know, so that was a guide for me. I was like, okay, well, doing what I'm doing, it is okay to be available for some people. Yeah. Not all people. Yeah. So someone that that where we have an agreed relationship, I can be on. But now I've digressed a lot. So for me, there's my life vision. That changes when it needs to change, when I want it to change. Mm-hmm. Not 
not New Year's Eve, not not, not New Year's Day, not yeah, you know. It's consistent, right? It's a, it's a daily thing. It's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it evolves as it as it has to. And mm. so, and right now, that's about me being better. Mm. Then, when I look at because I'm involved in more than one business and they are quite separate, then to to whatever degree I'm involved in that business, I'll be involved in the vision for that business. Now, that's just one of the vehicles in my career for that part of my life. And yep. so, however, it's still important for me to know how that's going to look and who that's going to serve and all those sorts of things. So so for me, that's that's always there and always evolving. Mm-hmm. Then when it comes down to, to, to what, what goals does that suggest and so on, well, again, that's a never-ending process for mm-hmm. me. Yep. So really, I tend to look at the end of the year, start of the year as... How I'm how I'm fitting with everybody else, mm-hmm. and how everybody else is viewing it, mm-hmm. and what what I'm what trends I'm feeling, maybe what I can tap into with people that I'm working with, those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, Al. I um, nice. yeah, yeah, it, it, and I think that great brings some real clarity. So, if if you're a person that works, you know, cyclical by the by the year or the calendar or however it works for you, and you keep you keep doing that, versus you know what Al was sharing there, that it's constantly and always that's the that's hey, what's you know, what's next? Where am I? Um, what's happening? Then neither of those are necessarily right or wrong. Mm. They both produce a result. Now I, I love Al's approach because it's always on top of things. The reason that we do the yearly one is because there's a so much conversation that happens mm. from one person to another that is around that. It's focused on that. So as we start moving you into you know, into a control phase. And if we, and we've spoken about the eight levels of human potential now. So if we go back and we talk about the level four, level four is where all that structure and control is. And that's what really creates this yearly cycle. Mm. Um, so if you're still very closely related to that, then this is going to be really useful for you to be making use of the cycles to plan. And there's always in every business. So if you're a business operator listening to this, you're going to be going through your summer, your autumn, your winter, and your spring. Mm. You go through those seasons in your mm. business. You know, mm. you, you reap your rewards. Um, and then you go through, you know, your winter. And then you, you know, build again um, in your spring and and then harvest again. So, um, don't forget the pruning in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clear the debris. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Get rid yeah. of the detritus. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so doing that that cycle in your business is really great and looking at it every year is saying, hey, you know, what am I going to harvest this year? You know, what do I want to plant now to harvest later in the year is really what we're doing right now. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And I think with, you know, with planning and that, that's the thing, it's, it's, it's pretty subjective. Like I've found for me personally, it's going to be more about being uh, probably present and a lot more organic and free-flowing than... Like I know I'm, I know I'm good at what I do in certain areas, and there's always room for improvement. But I'm not, I'm sort of not planning so much that I'm gonna miss everything around me that may come up. So I'm really trying to create space, and I, I fight with that. Like I grapple with that daily. So it goes from the head to the heart, head to the heart. You know what I mean? So, but for me, um, I'm really not gonna do any planning apart from I plan to be present in nearly every situation in my mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. And I find in doing that, you know, repetition-wise, I start to see things that I didn't previously. And, and they're the little things that matter. So connection with family, connection with other people. Because that's where true growth comes from. 
longevity. Yeah, so that this stuff, um, it's a never-ending resource that I can tap into being present. You know. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. So, Luke, how do you how do you stay present? Like, is there something that you do to stay present? Like, being present is it's about the only thing that really matters in the world. Like, mm. I'm going to kind of put it out there that being present is what life's about. Yeah. We go through life in our head thinking about this, that, and the other without, and we kind of experience in our head. Um, but if we're present, we get to experience all of it. Like we miss so much. We're like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about this thing that needs to happen and yet life's happening all around us right now. Yeah. So what Can is I it? back that up with a cricket analogy? Sure. See, because we started. Yeah. When we look at, so... Hit it for a sink. So, <laughs> so... Nice. So I think it's Coley is considered the best batsman in the world at the moment. Now, why, being the best batsman in the world, how can he bowl ever get him out? How? He did hit the middle wicket. So you Just know, bowl the next. He's ball. the best batsman in the world. Yeah. Now, arguably, the best bowler in the world is is on a par or just. Mm. My, I guess the point I want to make is that the only way he's going to go out because he is a master, is when he just loses that presence for a moment. Mm, okay. You know, so so he, if he makes 50 or 100 or 200, mm, or whatever, mm, he mm. Might, that's where he just ball by ball, he is present. Now, there mm, may mm. be some fortune along the way. Maybe, a, you know, maybe a, a, a fieldsman makes a mistake or whatever. However, yeah, yeah. to even give the opportunity, it's about mm. losing that presence for a moment. Yeah. And so, I, so the point there is he's got skills, he's got experience, he's got all these foundations. Yeah. However, once he's there as the best in the world, it's his lack of presence for a moment that will result in him giving up his wicket. Mm. So I, lo- yeah. I, I love, yeah, that, I love yeah. what you've just said. I reckon there's, there's massive power in that. And that, that's, a good, that's a good analogy. And I think it's a good example for what you know, I, I champion as well is to get the fundamentals right. So, you know, the basics, which is, you know, looking after yourself, you know, health, uh, you know, working out, being fit, uh, active. They're, they're the foundations for me. Mm. Um, you know, food, sleep, relationships, sex. Mm-hmm. Get the you know, and, and it's not about getting them down pat, but it's it's just. No, I know, like to practice on the sex. I like to. Yeah, <laughs> so that, I put that last. Definitely I'm, not I'm a master. Completely exhausted. All right, you know, don't even talk to me about it. No, all right. That's but, pretty high on my list. Yeah, well, it is. It is. We're men, right? But but that stuff. You put your focus there, um, and again, you be present in all those things. But it's what you do, as we said, incrementally every day that adds up. Okay, and that's that's what I teach my kids as well. So what we do here now, yeah. like hydrating every morning and stretching and all the rest of it, will put you in the arena as guys like LeBron James. You know, mm. How do you think they've been playing for fifteen years? The mm. guy ices, he stretches, he looks after himself. It's mm. not rocket science. Mm. Flex the muscle, it becomes habit. That's what it is. It's a good mm. habit, and then that leaves that space for you know truly being present because you've you've got those little things that that keep you ticking along nicely and just get out of your head. So that's 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 the key to me is to feel situations and get out of my head, you know. And, and I, for me personally, awareness around when I'm in my head and when I'm not, mm. and the result around me is is pretty striking. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can have real impact. The other day, uh, I had just uh, we've been advertising for a new employee. Someone just walked in off the street. Hey, Luke. I said, mm. yep, yeah. and he just barked it from down the office, and I was like, oh, how you going? Yep, just uh, hit. You got a job, and I thought, hang on, I thought he was at the wrong place. Mm. I didn't want to break it to him, but no, he'd shown the initiative to calm down. He said, "Look, I don't know if it's for me, but let's have a chat." Dot dot dot. Great, and mm. I was just present. Normally, if I'm busy, hey, look, you're going to need to make an appointment. Speak to mm. dot dot dot. Come back. I thought, no, I'll, I'll give it the time, and we spoke for about fifteen minutes. And he said, "I said, what's what? 
what's going on? And he said, well, my new job, I just don't, I'm, I've been at my job for eight years. I'm looking for a new job. I really love my job. I said, cool. So why are you looking for a new one? He goes, I just, I, the guy I work with, I, I kind of feel bullied. I go, okay. He explained a bit more. And I said, have you ever told him that you felt that way? He goes, no, it just caused waves. And I go, yeah, would it really though? Like, what's it look mm -hmm. like if you just yeah. sat down with his boss and your boss and said, hey, did you know when dot, 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 you mm. make me feel like this? Mm. You don't have to answer it. And his eyes just sort of lit up. And at that time, I felt inspired. So that it was, and again, I didn't come across as telling him what to do. Mm. It just naturally came from within me. Have you looked at it in this perspective? Mm -hmm. And he's gone, nah. 10 minutes later, he shook me hand. I said, you, you love your job, so go back and fight for it. Mm. All right? Mm. And he's like, I really appreciate the insight, man. He goes, mm. you're a lovely man. Like, I, I'm so glad mm. I came in. Mm. So it didn't pan out for him to work with us. Mm. But he's now gone back and he's hopefully he's had a different insight into the way things are in life. Mm. And that, that made me feel really good. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't have seen that if mm. I was busy with the busyness of life. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yep. that's yep. what I'm looking yeah. more for next year. No, mate, you would have said, send me an email. <laughs> yeah, don't waste my time, you know. I'd be like, you already did, and yeah. I rang you, but you don't seem to know my number. <laughs> Look, I've changed phones and yeah, so there's uh, justification, blame, and all the rest of it. Well, that's awesome. I yeah. love that. Mm. I love and that, that's what I'm looking yeah. more for this year. And it's pretty organic, and fuck it, whatever comes up, comes mm. up, and um, I kind of feel good about it. Nervous. Yeah. But that's when I'm in my head. Yeah. But then I feel mm. good about it. Which actually brings us back to what we were talking about earlier about taking care of self first. Like yeah. that's what this has turned out to be about. Um, and which I think is awesome because if you are planning for the new year, do that. Mm. Like if you're not already doing that, you need to be doing that. You need to be taking care of yourself Habitually. first. Habitually. Yeah. Not for five minutes. Yeah, that's right. And, and, I, and I want to yeah. highlight for people yeah. why they typically don't look after themselves. They like, they like to look after other people first. Yeah. There's, as human beings, we have a need to be accepted. We just, you know, we're born with this need to be loved and accepted. That's just, you know, what's there for us. Once we realize the only love and acceptance we need is our own, then we're okay to yeah. take care of ourselves first, making us better equipped to take care of others. Because if you don't take care of yourself first, how's your health looking? How can you take care of someone when you're in hospital? Yeah. Yeah. Now you've got heaps of people looking after you, not just one person. You've got a whole, uh, you know, hospital built to look after you. So taking care of yourself first is is paramount to be able to take care of other people. And if you yeah, can consistently get it down pat, especially mm. with exercise, like the benefits of it, just like just just working out, doesn't matter what you're doing, mm. just consistently doing it uh, creates such a good habit, and and it's a ripple effect around you. Mm. You know, I, mm. two years ago mm. I was it is over a hundred kilos. You know what I mean? I had a bung knee. I couldn't mm. run, walk, or anything. Mm. Mm. But now I can lift two kids on each mm. arm and, you know, mm. but I've worked hard at it awesome. and it's yep. not always been smooth sailing. I've, you know, what you call a fall off the bandwagon. You, know, you, you fall off the wagon. Mm. But if you're consistently doing something with diet, in. sleep and exercise, mm. if you fall off for one or two days, it's shit loads easier to get back on. Mm. Huh? Mm. Yeah, the more, fall off the more for you two push, weeks, the more you push. You, yeah. you know, your conditionings, you might lose a bit of that muscle conditioning, but you... Yeah. What you'll notice is you actually, over time, you start feeling bad about missing it. Yeah. Mm. Whereas now it's like, it's hard to, without, with, without, when you've, before you've started doing the exercise, you've got this, um, it's hard to exercise thing going on because yeah. it's just an unfamiliar pattern. Mm. Once you've been doing that pattern for long enough, 
it's actually hard not to do it. Mm. You'll miss one day and you go, oh, I've got to get back in the gym. You yeah. work twice as hard the next time you're in there. You go, oh, I'm going away for a week. How am I going to manage this? I'm not going to have my exercise. It's totally different. It flips it on its head. Yeah. So yeah, doing it constantly and just having the the determination to keep going. Oh, I've missed one day. Well, I'm going to get back in. You know, knowing that one day it's just going to be the norm for you and being healthy and fit and, you know, yeah. and feeling like the king of the world is just going to be a way of life. And, and we come back to the foundation, you know, the, the, the blueprint, the slab, whatever you want to call it. it. I reckon it's so integral. Like, and I've just, mm. that's reinforced how I've been feeling over the last few months, you know, about things. And I've, I've got to coach a team of kids next year, which is great. And I thought, well, what am I going to t- teach them? How to just do it at the time or be better on the spot? No, I'm going to teach them all those little mm. basic things that are going to really help. Mm. Awesome. And then I, hopefully yeah. I can teach adults that. Yeah. Yeah, I think a great way of summing that up is that so many people and so many seminars are about this, that 100% success yeah. formula. Mm-hmm. No, we just need 101%. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, mean, I reckon you've nailed yeah. it. So if that wasn't clear, 101 percenters. Yeah. And it sounded yeah, like 101%. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we just did so 101 percenters. That's yeah. it. So just so find 100 little things yeah. that give you a 1% benefit and all of a sudden, you've got 100% benefit. And in fact, mm. when you do it that way, you get a, uh, what's the word? When it, when, when it compounding? Compounding? Compounding. You get a compounding, yeah, compounding. effect. Yeah. Yeah. So 1% on top of 1%, on top of 1%. That's it. It yeah. compounds and you get more than 100%. And I know we don't have that argument about 110 and all that crap. The point is this. From where you sit today, you'll get more than 100% if you yeah. just keep compounding on it. In fact, if you work yeah. out, if you exercise every day, doesn't matter how big or small it is. If you do some exercise every day, it's one percent on top of one percent. If you do no exercise every day, that's effectively one percent in the wrong direction. Mm. On top of one percent in the wrong direction. On top of one percent in the wrong direction. You're right. You're right. You're right. So if you do three days and then you take a day off, that's one percent in the wrong direction. If you ain't improving, you are okay. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and and I'm I'm an example of that. I do two days a week of like heavy compound weights, like brutal shit. Mm. You almost black out at the end of it and vomit. <laughs> But I've worked up to that, so mm. I don't recommend you do that in your first week of training. <laughs> but I had a trainer who'd taken over. I'd only been working with him for about a week. And he said, shit, so what else do you do in between? I said, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, well, geez, you, like you look like you train five days a week. And I said, no, nah, I just do these two heavy ones and I, I stretch and do yoga. He goes, man, it's a real testament to you. But what it is, is it food. It's hydration, food, mm-hmm. and sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Everything you do in between that. So you can work out seven days a week mm. and eat Maccas every night, right? I can mm. tell you, it, it, so there'll be some result, mm. but long-term, and this is, this is say, me training after two years, is that's the result, that I can now be fit as fuck, mm. yep, mm. and not lose any conditioning, but I'm, I'm doing heavy stuff two days a week, mm. but my diet, and I focus on my sleep in between that, mm. and again, I struggle with it, yeah? We all face the same demons, just in different formats, so some days I might not, have the sleep I need. Sometimes I might have a few too many beers with the boys. Sometimes I might not eat right, but I damn well make sure between at least five days a week, it's clean, it's good. I'm really putting focus on that. Yeah, that's 5% forward and 2% backwards. Yeah. You're winning, still winning. Yeah, and and you do. You think, well, what if I was just really strict? Well, how easy is it to become really strict from going from five days to full seven days of eating clean and killing it? Like, you know, the results there would be... What's the point of being really What's the point? <laughs> and that's the thing. You've got to. You've got to. You've got to live life. Yeah. yeah? You've mm. got to enjoy yourself, and yeah. whatever that means to people, um, exactly. It's all yeah. different, but 
Yeah, you're right. But yeah, still taking care of yourself first. Yeah. And a key thing in there, because one of the core inertias or resistances for many is, you know, oh, I can't because. Yeah. And and I know for me, it was, I, I went from, a, from many years of playing sport, but not at a high level and not being fit or yeah. whatever. I just thought, I'm going to play footy, you know, and do it the hard way. Um, now that wasn't sustainable for the rest of my life. Yep. So it was great because it taught me a lot. It was a lot out of it. However, now I'm, I'm at that next stage now, approaching 50, like, well, now what? Hmm. And so all, what I have maintained all through is just to get out and walk. Yeah. And for me, that has that, it has the physical effect, albeit minor. Yep. It's still, it's still something rather than going backwards. Yeah. Plus it has the mental, the emotional, mm. you know, it lets me ground, it lets me release stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so for anybody, and now my mum's 76, she has a walking frame and she walks. Yeah, nice. Cool. And I felt like I had to sort of kick her ass a little bit to get her to do that more. However, yeah. mm. she's, she's also, you know, she's also a, a driven individual and she does, she gets out and she does the walking and she's going to a physio and doing the things that they wanted to do to just improve with what she's got. Mm, yeah. So we can do something for our well-being. Yeah, Always, yeah. This, this is potentially a, a touchy subject and, and one that I'm sure, you know, heaps of people can disagree with me on. But there's so many people that when they go see a doctor, they get a, they get a, um, the doctor tells them whatever they doctor tells them. And they now label themselves as what that doctor uh, said. Yeah. They now live in this place that... Um, that is that is a reality for them, and, and so many people have been told they're never going to walk again, and they've gone f that, yeah. and they're walking again. They're running. Yeah. They're they're athletes. Sometimes yeah. they'll be out running and breaking records, yeah. and they were told a few years earlier they would never walk again. So just because if you've you know if you've got a doctor that said to you that this is your life from this point forward, you know what? Keep seeing other doctors. Keep seeing you know other practitioners. Go and find somebody that believes in a potential for you. Because, you know, if you take one one negative, you know, um, label and you live like that, then that's going to be the rest of your mm-hmm. life and it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Beautiful. And you're, you're right. There's lots of different, uh, you know, mm-hmm. weird and wonderful doctors out there. Uh, mm. Joe Rogan has a lot of good different alternative, uh, you know, points of view from doctors uh, on pain and all the rest of it. And it's it's great. Just Just, you know have a look outside of, you know, what you're in at the moment, uh, medically, and see if there's something out there that doesn't do it for you. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Look, um, I, I would love to do another episode before the end of this year and okay. talk about a routine, daily routine for people. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, I think that'd be a really great thing. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening today. I hope you are really clear that you need to take care of yourself first. Mm. And, uh, and we look forward to catching you on another one. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Al. Yes. Nice one. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers.